0: Welcome to another edition of No Names All Game, a Penn State football podcast. I am your host Chris Hankin, joined as always by my co-host Pat Calicchio. Pat, how you doing today?
1: Um, so excited to be back. Slightly hungover at work. Um, pretty good shift overall today at Universal, but I got I I'll tell you a little secret. I was just ripping farts the whole time. Yeah. I was bartending. And oh, absolutely. Where in Universal do you work? Um, I was at Duff's Beer Garden today. Okay. And I was clocking in at least ten farts an hour. Yeah. I'd and say, and that's a six-hour shift that's sixty farts of shit. <laughs> Dude, pretty good. Do you charge extra for that? Um, I should. should. I, I I will admit, it's my favorite part of being a bartender is I just fart the whole time. <laughs> okay. Well, hell, no, that's that's a hell of an intro.
0: <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, so we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, today is May twenty seventh. We are ninety seven days away from Penn State football. Shout out Sam Thicken. Uh, it's the off season, man. Off season lulls. There's there's not a ton going on. We'll talk about some recruiting. We'll talk about some other things, but it's, it's the off season. And yeah. What we said when we started this podcast is we want to be different. We want to be, you know, kind of the, the alternate to the beat writers, everyone else that's out there. And I don't want to just be the guy who tweets everything that everyone else is tweeting. So mm-hmm. everyone else tweeted 100 days till football. I didn't tweet it. I like uh, it. It's 97 days till football and we're
1: here. Yeah, um, I think the toughest part about the offseason is finding, like, noteworthy stories to actually cover. Yeah. And finding relevant players whose number matches the amount of days to the first game.
0: I completely agree, and uh, I, I give that shout-out to Sam Fick, and I think, I think the current one, 97, would be Ryan Buckholtz. Sure. Uh, Black Shoe Diaries is one of the few, shout-out to them, that actually does it every single day. And I'll give them credit, but even, even yesterday, it was 98, and they had to put Zettel, because I don't think we have a 98 on the roster. But, yeah. Here nor there. So you said, you said some noteworthy updates. So that's what we're going to start the show with. Um, there's not a ton, but but there's some things going on off the field, on the field. So let's start with some off the field stuff. We're going to start with a segment I'm going to call Nittany Dads. So if you remember uh, our NFL draft preview and, and post draft, we talked about Saquon Barkley, who had just, uh, his girlfriend Anna had just given birth to their first child, became a dad. And we were really excited for him. We were happy for him.
1: Looks like there's a couple other Nittany lines who are also dads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. I really am. I'm happy that you're happy. But I've got to admit, if I was your age, I, if I was still my age, I wouldn't be happy at all. It's
0: a little terrifying. So uh, announced on May 1st, so re- we're recording this May 27th. Back on May 1st, Micah Parsons, true freshman, announced on Twitter that he and his significant other had given birth. Um, no, no name or gender, so not a whole lot of details, but... But Micah Parsons, No name, fresh baby, just all game. Oh, baby game. is all game. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't, even, I didn't even plan that. That just <laughs> happened. Um, but yeah, Mike Parsons is a dad. Uh, I think he's eighteen, probably. Um, so obviously, a, a huge life change, and and that's the tough part. You you see all the shit on Twitter, and it's like, you know, there's a lot of positivity. I, I I am a big proponent of the internet is an amazing place, and I think there's so much good. But of course, you get some of that negativity of wow, already, bro, and come on, man, and yeah. it's like. It's tough, cause like, um.
1: Well, I, I gotta say, it is pretty legitimate negativity. Yeah. I remember being eighteen; definitely not cut out to be a father. Um, yeah. I, I Micah, we no, love no, I'm not saying that you aren't. I'm just saying the only way I can relate to this is holy shit, that's scary. And that's the tough part. It's like it's it's. I don't want to sound negative, but we just we literally yeah. cannot relate to that situation
0: whatsoever. Yeah. I'm happy for you.
1: Yeah. But it 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 sounds it's, tough. A, it's a little scary.
0: So Micah, <laughs> um. We wish you the best for you and your baby and your family. 18
1: years old, true freshman, I can't even imagine. Um, do you think Micah – do you remember that video of Micah missing Socha 119? think he can use this uh, this baby as the excuse? I, I hope Coach so. Franklin. If, I hope so there was not. something going on. It, I yeah, make it if not, claim. he's, he's going
0: to be doing some up-downs. But, yeah, um, yeah so, so congrats to Micah. Um, and one I, I must have missed, uh, Lamont Wade. Um, he's a second-year defensive back. Also a dad. I must have missed this because he's, he's been posting more pictures lately. Um, the kid looks to be probably like the nine months to a year old. Uh, that's my terrible judgment, but that's how it looks. Great time to
1: start getting pictures.
0: Yeah, so, so uh, we, we missed that one. But Lamont, congrats to you as well. Another, like- another young blood. Um, Lamont is also a rapper. I don't know if you've heard any of his songs. He dropped one last summer. I think it was last summer. dropped another music video. Uh, about two days ago, and his son is in it. Um, honestly, and I, I think the coolest thing is like they they all tweet and, and Lamont tweeted the other day something about uh, I'm gonna get this quote wrong, but something about like uh, everyone can have a dad, but not everyone can have a father. Right? Mm. Everyone can have a father, but True. not everyone can have a dad. And like you can just tell he's so motivated to be like the best dad in the world You'd love for to hear his that. kid. Like that's fucking cool as hell. Um, so to both of those guys, that's Micah, the kind of the kind of person you want as a nitty line. Exactly, know? like. Situations happen. Shit is never perfect, but both of these guys seem to be taking it and, and doing the best they can. So to both of those guys, Micah, Lamont, we wish
1: you the best of luck to you and your families, and uh, we, we, we hope the best. I think the biggest takeaway from this is uh, Penn State football players have some swimmers. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: we haven't seen in the past, but, hey, you know what? Um, we love it. Uh, not, not a dad, but another noteworthy on the, the family life, Christian Hackenberg, former Penn State great Former New York Jet who never got his chance. I don't and know I, about
1: Penn State Great. Former eh. former um there was some former greatness at Penn State that happened. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. <laughs> you and I both know from being Jets fans, I wanted him to be the greatest of all time. I did. So bad. So badly. I wanted him to be the future of the Jets. He's recently flipped, traded to the Raiders, but actually today, May twenty seventh, as we're recording this, saw on Instagram he proposed to his girlfriend Tatum, and he is now engaged. Congrats to Christian Hackenberg yeah, and that, Tatum Coffee. A,
1: that is the exact name of the girl I would expect Christian Hackenberg to propose Tatum. to. Yeah, Tatum.
0: yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of a hot name, I won't lie. And she's very pretty. Um, oh, shocker. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> Christian Hackenberg. What would you expect, right? Um, but yeah, just a lot of good family news in the
1: Penn State world. Kind of exciting stuff. If there's anything I hate is those like clickbait Twitter articles. Be like, you won't believe how hot Jimmy Garoppolo's new girlfriend is. Like, yeah, I, I really would. Yeah. I, it's exactly what I, I, I would not believe if she wasn't really hot.
0: Wait, I you're mean, way more surprised. You're telling me a multi million dollar NFL quarterback has a very good looking yes.
2: girlfriend? Wow.
0: Yeah. Fuck you, clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got some Nittany dads, Nittany grads coming up on Father's Day. So uh, congrats to all those guys. Really excited um, f- for all of them. It- it's just, it's cool to see like people's personal lives. So yeah. very happy for them. Uh, let's shift to a little bit of the on field updates. And this is the boring part. Um, I don't want to be one of those, like, podcasts, Twitter accounts, whatever you want to call it, that just does a, ooh, here's the offensive preview, and here's the defensive preview, and everyone says the same fucking yeah. shit. So we're going to give, like, a couple Especially of quick because we're, we're not smart enough to really no, be giving that kind of meaningful no. insight. And, I, and I'm, a, like, I'm a big proponent of, like, off-season workouts don't really mean that much, right? Well, what did we talk about? Um, pre-season, preseason sports, sports is it. the most yes. mo- meaningless thing in
1: Yes. So I I, I I will disagree about uh, preseason workouts. I yeah. think that's huge. Yeah, but like preseason games are so meaningless.
0: Right. So you have all these like uh, I, I guess we're in what? What's what season are we in? Spring, summer? I don't even know. Whatever oh, yeah, the hell it is. Eventually, summer actual will start, and we'll we'll have the real practices and the it's real. It's definitely officially and, summer. Yeah, and, and we'll get there, and we'll talk about that. Solstice has occurred. Did it? Pretty sure. I'm sure you're getting scientific on me, um, but we'll talk about a couple on-field updates. So, um, not a huge one, but Robert Martin no longer with the team. Uh, he was an I offensive lineman, not not like the highest graded prospect coming in, but not the lowest. Could have been, could have been like a who's a scholarship course. player. Yeah, and and here's the crazy thing for me is, and we've talked about this in the past is offensive line for however long has been the biggest liability in the world, yeah. and now we're at a point where. A fairly high graded guy. Like I said, he was probably like a high three star, low four star guy. Left the program and it's like not that big of a deal. Yeah. We actually well, it wasn't have some bad news. So I uh, I'm okay with that one. Um move on, Rob Martin. We wish you the best. Never saw you play, but good luck yeah. to you. Uh one that I am genuinely excited about is John Reed. So John Reed was one of our top corners, missed all of last year with a uh I believe it was a pretty brutal knee injury. I don't remember exactly what happened. But there is a video of him out there working out, and the dude looks good. Yeah. he is. Uh, He's he's back to full form. He's running. He's shifting. He's cutting. He's got, like, a cool fro going on. So Ooh. I don't know what's happening there. I miss fro's.
1: Um, I'm really not a fan of, like, the Odell Beckham hair. Sure. No, I don't like it at all. I think we need to bring back the fro. Yeah. And I- by we, I mean people who don't look like us. <laughs> Because we can't grow for us. Yes, um,
0: I think John Reed is doing that. So I think it was I, I think it was Marcus Allen, your boy, that tweeted it actually, and was like, uh, "It was like, hey, primetime back in his shit," and like calling him like primetime. It's pretty cool. Um, but I think it's going to be a huge, huge dynamic for this year. I mean, you think about it. We talked about it in our NFL draft breakdown is our entire starting secondary is off to the NFL. Yeah. You had a guy like John Reed back who can be a true number one lockdown corner. I mean, that's just huge. There's an NFL talent, you know. I, I completely agree. I think I think he's probably one of our top prospects for next year if he has a good if he has a good season. Um, what else? What else? So on field updates. So this this one's kind of funny, and I would love to hear your take on this. So we have both expressed our love for Trace McSworley on this podcast. You gotta love him.
1: He is I I express gamer. my love to him personally sometimes.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna <laughs> judge what you do at night, Pat, but he's a gamer. He's a winner. He's just, he's, he, he there's not a way to dislike it. He's, he's like if Baker Mayfield wasn't a huge douche. I couldn't say it better myself. So, um, there's a couple of like preseason rankings, right? And I don't put a whole lot of weight into preseason rankings because
1: only, it's when, only when they back up my opinion. Right. Like, it, it, the yes. only time.
0: Do that. <laughs> That's 100% fair. <laughs> if it makes my opinion sound better, then yes. Of course. Well, the sporting news rated
1: him number one. You know what's better than learning? Being right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's exactly what it is. So, it Sporting News rate ranked their top quarterbacks for um, the Big 10. For yeah. no, for the for the entire for the entire nation.
1: Oh, I saw the Big Ten
0: one. I didn't yeah, see the so whole thing. Yeah. So,
1: this show. this is Sporting
0: News. I think it's Sporting News. Don't quote me if I'm not right, but Sporting News ranked the entire country. I think they ranked the top 25 quarterbacks and they had Trace as number 1. God
2: damn What's I'm your thoughts?
0: It.
1: Um I love it. I makes me a little nervous. I don't like that kind of hype. It just it makes me uncomfortable. Uh, Especially as a Penn State fan, getting to Penn State in 2010, there was never you never lived with a lot of hype. Yeah, Um, but I kind of love it. I think that's huge that they put him over however you pronounce Alabama's quarterback's name. Yeah, I I, I gotta gotta love that. But I, I can't say it's not well deserved.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a tough one. It is because there are a lot of. Good quarterbacks this year, and I will say, from from like an NFL standpoint, this is not a strong like
1: yeah. uh, NFL quarterback Trace class. Trace doesn't strike you as a typical NFL quarterback.
0: No, and and as he shouldn't, based on just everything we know about him. But I will say, like this year, you've got like Drew Locke from Missouri, Will Greer from I don't even know where the fuck he is. He was at Florida. He was at West Virginia. Wherever uh, you got, um, no, JT Barrett's gone. So the young guy from Ohio State, you're gonna have Dwayne Haskins. You're gonna have uh Tua from Alabama oh. I can't pronounce his last name but you've got a lot of guys there's there's no like pure there's no Sam Darnold there's no Josh Rosen. Yeah, there's not
1: your not the preseason your blue chip hype NFL yeah. quarterback
0: exactly so to see Trace as like number 1 that's pretty fucking cool I mean can you name a quarterback who's been more productive who's still in college and that I think that's exactly the point is like there's it's it's one of those situations where it's like well yeah you could tell me that he's not the best but can you tell me someone who's had Better numbers, yeah, and I, and I think that I think that screams. I mean, a lot.
1: I, on our first uh, episode, I put up Trace's numbers against Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen, yep. and his were slightly better than all of them.
0: Yeah, and I I just think it's cool. So like, I'm not a huge fan of preseason accolades because like I don't I don't want it to be like that thing that you kind of have to live up to, right? Like, oh, they named him the number one quarterback, and if he has like a even a slightly less season than Tua or Dwayne yeah. Haskins or someone. It's like somehow it's bullshit, that's a
1: disappointment, right? but it won't be exactly. So I, I think also like his it's his cool. game is not a stat
0: compiler, you know? right? Right. So I think it's very cool. It's, it's cool to see the accolades. It's cool to see people recognize and respect, which I think is awesome. And speaking of that, let's jump into the preseason All Big Ten honors. So this is another one that I think is so fucking dumb because you're you're going to give
1: out awards for all Big Ten. When no one has played a single game, it's, it's very stupid. It's 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 about the dumbest thing you can do. I don't know why you'd call them Big Ten honors, not Big Ten predictions. Yeah, there there is no honor in getting a preseason honor. <laughs> I I love everything about yeah. that.
0: That being said, we are going to take full pride in our preseason yeah, yeah, right. all Big Ten. Uh, so we have a couple of guys on here. So all uh, preseason all Big Ten first team. We have Trace McSorley as the first team quarterback. If he's the best quarterback in the country, by the he way, I only mean that for
1: non-Penn Stateers. There's, yes. ton, there's tons of honor in it if,
0: you, if you're in any Lions. Yes, hundred percent. So if you're like on, if you're on Ohio State and your first team yeah. in Big Ten, talk off. Yeah, hey, you're
1: Uh,
0: preseason shit. All Big Ten. So we have Chase McSorley as the quarterback. DeAndre Tompkins, actually, first team wide receiver. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Not Joan Johnson. He is second team, which I'll get to in, okay. in a minute. Um, so what are your thoughts on know. DeAndre? I'm, I mean, he's just a good receiver. Um. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be in the NFL, probably like a fourth round pick. But I just I think Jawan Johnson is just such a serious talent. It's, I, it's hard for me to overlook him. Yeah, I completely agree, and it's it's one of those.
0: This is this is super interesting to me because I think. The Penn State wide receiver cl- like core, whatever you want to call it, has become so deep over the last couple of years, and you've seen
1: Penn Godwin State has go. sneaky good wide receivers. You've seen but it, it's just only sneaky to non Penn State fans. Correct. Penn State fans have been raving about it for years. Correct. But to the rest of the nation, Penn State has sneaky good wide receivers,
0: and that's always funny to me because I feel like like what do other programs say? Like, is there like if if this was like no-names-all-game in an Iowa podcast, Like, what would they be talking about? They're like, we have a sneaky fullback that no one else knows, right? Yeah, Yeah, we we sneakily lose to Penn State every year. (laughs) Um, But no, I think that's really cool to see DeAndre Tompkins getting some love. Um, like we said, we, we've gotten some sneaky good wide receivers. Chris Godwin, uh, in the news recently, uh, his offensive coordinator of the Bucks said he has earned the right to be a starting wide receiver alongside.
1: Which, I mean, on in that roster's huge. Alongside Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson, like that's fucking incredible, man. If, if he was on almost any other team, he would have been making a pretty sizable impact in the NFL by now. I think.
0: I agree, and I think he, he had his options or he had his chances last year, made the most of them, and now he's gotten an, an opportunity to start, which is so fucking cool. Then we look at Very Deshaun proud. Hamilton just got drafted already like a, a face of the rookie class for the Denver Broncos, um, which is really cool. So let's, let's keep moving on. So first team was trace and Deandre second team, all big 10, Ryan Bates, who I think is our hands down, most talented offensive lineman, mm-hmm. Blake Gillikin, who I'm going to get back to it. We're going to talk about this in a minute. I think he's an absolute weapon and you don't say that a lot about punters, but I truly believe it. Jawan Johnson, your guy who I completely agree with such a huge talent and Sharif Miller. Uh, so four yeah. guys on the second team. Um, I think I think you could argue, and again, this is this is preseason awards, so who gives a fuck? But I think you could argue a couple of those guys on first team. Jawan, like you just said, he is the prototypical NFL receiver. They called him Megatron Jr. when he was, like, in recruiting
1: phases. Yeah. He's got all the talent in the world. I think Sharif Miller. I mean, um, just look at what his first career college touchdown was. He's obviously a big-time player. So yeah. You know the kid can show up when it counts. Yep, absolutely. Um, so Jawan, I think we're going to see a big season
0: out of Sharif Miller, defensive end out <coughs> of Philly. He's the kind of guy, like I said, could have NFL hype. I think he, I think he is that talented. Whether he leaves a year early yeah. or not is yet to be seen. But I think he just has that talent. What's his um like? What, what's his size? Sharif Miller. Um, I'm going to look it up because I I was about to spew off some things and I would be well, you completely spew, uh, wrong. I'll look up. All right, you look up. I was going to say like six three two twenty, but that's a complete guess. Um, All I know is he's a baller off the edge, and I think in, we actually have a fairly deep edge rusher group, and I think he's the best of them hands I down. Do. Um, But while you're looking that up, I'm gonna go real quick. Ryan Bates, I think, is hands down our our best offensive lineman in a group that, like I said, is somewhat of a strength now.
1: Do you have Sharif? I do, and it's good news. Six five, two fifty six. Damn, I you like Sharif? To see
0: that I'm sorry, buddy. I uh I what, told you a short. what an animal. Yeah. Um. So, Ryan Bates, like I said, I think he is a, an animal on the offensive line. I think he could, play, he could play guard or tackle, which, I mean, the NFL teams just love. And I, th- I think he's going to be a huge asset to us. But when we talk about weapons, and I'm going to put this out there, I think Blake so, Gilligan is one of the most important pieces of
1: this team. Tell me I'm wrong. The battle of field position is one of those things that um, statistically, it probably won't show up that often. And – I, I go back and forth on it in my head, because to me, it's if a team's driving, they're going to drive all the way for the most part, and if they're not, they're going to get stopped where they are, but there is just, it's one of those things that in your mind as a player, where you're starting on the field matters. You're, you're in a better spot mentally. You don't feel panicked, and he's one of those guys who can, he can just put the pressure on another team, it's one of those immeasurable things. That you don't get is just putting pressure on other teams.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and the example I continue to go back to is the game against Ohio State, the block and return. That is what everyone will always, That's always amazing. talk about, right? That's not that. Marcus, Marcus Allen blocked it. Grant Haley returned it. That was the biggest moment of the game of the season, maybe of the last, like, five years, Penn State history. I mean, but here's But here's what you need to remember. And, and if you did not watch this game, like, very, like, closely, I'm going to give it to you. There was a play, I don't remember what quarter, Where we were punting, the ball is snapped, it sails over Blake Gilligan's head. Now, if he does not hustle back and fall on that ball, it is a touchdown for Ohio State. He sprints his punter ass off, dives on the ball, guess what? It's a safety. That is a two point versus a seven point. What did we win that game? By three? Yep. That's a five-point swing. Like, the kid is a weapon. He's a punter. He will coffin corner it. He will put it down there for you. He can be a kicker if needed. We don't have kicker. I don't know if you've heard, but we don't really have kicker this year. I was unaware of that. Yeah, um, there's like four or five walk-ons
1: that are battling for the spot because Tyler Davis graduated. I'll I'll tell you one thing. I know one man who still attends the Pennsylvania State University. Joe. Big toe Joseph. Big toe. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would kill. I would kill to have him back on the spot. I won't lie to you. Um... Not that I think on St. Patrick's Day, I got really drunk and Snapchatted him, and I don't remember what I said, <laughs> but I did not get a response. <laughs> oh, that's
0: incredible! That's incredible. Joe, so, if you are listening at all, um, please excuse Pat's drunkenness, and we no, would love to have will. you on as a guest sometime. He always will. Um, uh, but that's that's all the love I'm gonna give to Blake Gillikin. I'm just, I I think it's, I think in a world where punters don't get love and probably shouldn't get love. Like realistically, realistically they don't. I think he is an absolute weapon. And like, we're not going to realize how good he is until he leaves. And we have like an average punter.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Having a bad punter is one of the most noticeable things in sports. That's what it really comes down to. Having a great punter is kind of noticeable. Mm -hmm. Having a good punter is barely noticeable. Having a regular punter is just nothing. Yeah. But having a bad punter it's extremely
0: noticeable. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, like, if you're not talking about your punter, that's probably a good thing, because he's just yeah. killing it. So, Blake, we love you. Uh, one I missed, I'm sorry, because uh, they have this formatted so terribly, uh, but the next person on the same second team was Amani Oru- Oruwariye. I think his name is. Okay. Amani, I don't know how to fuck to say your name, but... Uh, you're a good defensive back and I really like you. So though that rounds out our second team,
1: those five guys. I'm telling you, Penn State just pumps out skilled players.
0: Really? Third team, speaking of skilled players, this this one I'm excited to and and think about it, you get to third team preseason all Big Ten. You're just filling out roster spots. Like it really doesn't matter. But Miles Sanders, running back, gets third team nod,
1: having played what, like ten percent of downs last year? Yeah, I mean he's never started a game. Yeah. Um I got to tell you, I think he's going to end up being better than third team all, all Big Ten.
0: Oh, 100%. So, so let's jump into that quick. Without doing a full-on, like, preseason, how's he going to be? What are your thoughts on Miles Sanders for this year? What's what's your measure of success? I mean,
1: it's it's hard to judge because he there's not a huge body of work. But what you've seen is impressive. I think he had better yards per carry than Saquon last year, um, which – it's tough because you know obviously Saquon got keyed on so hard and was going to have a lot more negative carries because of that attention. But I mean, the, the kid was a way more highly touted recruit coming in, and I remember actually after Saquon's fresh, like first season as a start, I guess yep. sophomore year, being like kind of worried that he wasn't going to play anymore. Yes. because this kid Miles Sanders was coming, who was so highly thought of, and. I'll, I'll put it this way. He's good enough that before we knew how great Saquon was, that that was a legitimate worry.
0: Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And it's it's funny because we're going to get into a recruiting in a minute. That's like our maybe two segments away, so stay tuned. Um, I'm a huge recruiting nut, and I love it. Saquon, when he came in, was – I think he was a three-star prospect. He was like the 11th, like the running, 11th back. running back. Like not that highly recruited. Of mm-hmm. course, that just goes to show you that it's all bullshit, right? But – Miles Sanders was the number one running back in the country. Almost flipped last minute. He almost flipped to Michigan state. It was actually really, really close. Hung on to us. And, and I'll tell you like the relationship between the two of them, you watch some of those videos where like Saquon will just like hug him and be like, yo bro, just save some records for me. And like, the last Miles, the last the last one, like, hey, what has Saquon told you? He's like, man, he just told me to, like, be myself,
1: work hard, be good. It's like, you can tell it's a genuine relationship, and the kid is a legitimate talent. Yeah, and I think you're, we're uh, as fans, I think we're just waiting for him to explode. And I, I there's almost no doubt in my mind that it's going to happen. Yeah. Outside of some kind of catastrophe, I think Miles Sanders is just going to explode onto the scene.
0: No, I, I completely agree, and it's, it's funny, because, like, this is his, what, third year now, I think? Yeah. Right? So he's he's obviously had the time in the system. He's ready to do it. You can tell he's got the physical gifts. Like, the
1: kid is actually... I kind of wish we'd built. redshirted him.
0: Yeah. And you you saw him as, like, almost like the returner kind of role for a
1: while, yeah. but, like, didn't I mean, that, that's in. one of those, like, hindsight's 20 because, 20, you know, injuries happen. What happens if Saquon goes down? You don't want to have, like, this kid who's maybe the next great running back in college football not be available.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... I think it's super exciting to see him uh, kind of take the reins this year. So you're gonna have Ricky Slade, who is a, uh, depending on what service you follow, four to five-star running back, uh, number one, all-purpose back coming in. So I think I think it's going to be a very heavy workload of Miles Sanders with a little bit of Ricky Slade mm-hmm. thrown in there.
1: And he's going to be Saquon, and Ricky Slade's going to be Miles Sanders. Exactly, exactly. And I... I I do, I really do think it's going to be different though, because I think
0: Miles. Well, I mean very, in terms of role. Yes, not of, the course, way the game of course. Of course. Of course. And I, I do think Miles is genuinely a different talent than Saquon. I think he has a lot of the same, like, electric factory kind of, mm-hmm. like, I- immeasurables, but I think he's genuinely more of a run between the tackles guy. And yeah. it's funny because, like, Saquon will be that at the next level. But he he never could in, be in at college, college right? Yeah. He never could be. So I think I think Miles is more of the like, hey, I'm gonna fucking ground and pound you. And we've seen it in the Rutgers game. He had a big like 40 yard run on the outside. We've seen him explode. He, he's a little
1: more like traditional. Yeah, he's a little um, bit more
0: traditional. That's a great way to put it. I think I think he's gonna be a especially really traditional great, Penn State. Yeah, and I think he's gonna be a really great compliment to Trace because like you're actually gonna have to worry about the the like the RPO now. It's like yeah. Last year you had to worry about it, but in such a weird way because it was like it was Trace, it was Saquon, like you didn't know what the
1: fuck was going on. Yeah, this like, year Saquon was so explosive; he he played like Reggie
0: Bush. Yeah, you know? exactly. So this year I feel like it's more of like a hey, he's either going to hand it off and this guy's going to take you up the middle for
1: forty, or Trace is going to roll out and like yeah. take you on the outside. And My- Miles Sanders is one of those guys; he could average like over five yards a carry. Yeah, like that's how good he is, and that's the way he runs. He's not going to have like negative. Mm -hmm. plays because he's straight through the tackle. He's a guy that could average like five yards a carry, which when you think of it, that sounds like a really boring stat. But think about it this way. That's literally you hand the ball off two times and it's a first down every time. Tell me a coach in the
0: country that would not take that. So, Miles, uh, third team, All-Big Ten preseason. We have high hopes for you on this podcast, brother. Um, Last one, round that out. Fourth team preseason, Connor McGovern. Uh, another super promising offensive lineman, right behind Ryan Bates. I think he is our second best, most talented offensive lineman. It's crazy that we have talented offensive linemen. I think, I think mm. you go. I think you go. Ryan Bates, Connor McGovern, and then you get into like Steven Gonzalez, who Pro Football Focus ranked. And I am not a big fan of Pro Football Focus. I will put this out there. I think their stats are just like. I, seems to win I, think, stuff. I, I think some of them are yeah, super thanks. skewed, but this one works in my favor. So like you said before, I'm going to read into of it. course. Uh, Steven Gonzalez is like the number one interior offensive lineman in the entire country last year based on their stats. So uh,
1: Gonzo, we like you. I don't know anything about offensive lineman stats. No, I, I, don't, I don't, don't know how they, they work. I have no idea. Nor will I ever look into it. But yeah, yeah. But uh, I got to tell you, I really love that stat.
0: Yeah, it's hey, it works for us, right? Um, so you've got those guys. You've got, like I said, Bates is number one. McGovern's number two. They're both. I mean, Bates can go, but McGovern's fairly young. Gonzalez, I think, is in his third or fourth year. You've got Michael Menett, who was a blue chip, four to five star, same kind of guy, who is now finally cracking the rotation. Like the offensive line has depth and competition that we've never seen yeah. before.
1: But, and by the way, I want to throw this out there: like very proud of him for for getting this. Yes, like very happy for him, but. Can we talk about, like, a, a less meaningful thing than fourth team preseason <laughs> all conference? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, and, and I'm glad you said that because we, we've said this before and we're going to say it again. We want to be your honest podcast, guys. We, we want to be the guys who are going to give it to you straight. Like it, that it's means a, fucking nothing. It's a
1: great sign that that's how he's thought of, and I love that. Right. Um, but talk cool about though, just a less meaningful thing to get. Then preseason fourth team, all conference. Can I tell you what's there's less, only? Can I tell you what's less meaningful? What preseason fifth team? Uh, is there a fifth? Team? No, there's. I was not, gonna say there's, there's got to be. On, I thought after third team, it went to honorable mention. Yeah, I did
0: too. And then I saw that on there that said fourth <laughs> team, Connor. So like I wasn't gonna leave him off as I'm rattling no, you these other names. You can't. We're proud of
1: him and everything.
0: And but again, in general.
1: Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't put that on my resume. No, I'm I I, a pro football player.
0: No, it's like it's like uh, for any how I met your mother fans out there, it's like when Marshall still has on his resume that he can dunk when he's like thirty. Yes, you,
1: you just don't do it
0: anymore, right? So, um, <laughs> what was uh,
1: what was his nickname? Uh, was Big uh, Fudge,
0: Big Fudge, Big Fudge. One, another
1: one, um, like something Thunder, right? Yeah. Oh shit! What was it?
0: Minnesota Thunder? No, no. I Vanilla, don't know. Vanilla Vanilla Thund- Thunder. thunder. Vanilla Thunder. One of my favorite shows of all time. Um, we're gonna oh, do a spinoff episode real quick. Love it. We're gonna talk about TV shows because I've done a I've done the Office rewatch. This is like my Ooh. third or fourth time through, and it is so fucking good. Um, but anyway, uh, fourth team preseason All Big Ten. Yeah, whatever. Take it. Take it for what you will. All I'm saying is, it's nice to see our guys get recognized. It is. It's nice to see that there is some there's some spark around. Penn State there, there's football.
1: part of me that's very excited that that he gets that recognition, and then there's another part of me that is finds it ridiculous that that is a thing. As you should. <laughs> all right,
0: and with that, we are going to jump into a segment that I like to call the Penn State Pick'Em. So okay. this is one that I, I I had so many names for, and because this is our first episode talking about it, I'm going to rattle all of them off. And listeners, all 33 of you, maybe, okay. um, yeah. if you guys like one more than Penn State Pick'Em, please tell me, but I think Penn State Pick'Em is a good one. Oh, so this okay. is our gambling Nothing segment. Nothing
1: wrong with an, a good alliteration.
0: This is our gambling segment, and they're all alliterative. Is that a word? Alliterative? Maybe. Alliteration. I don't know. Um so here were my other names. Happy Valley Handicapping, Lions Lock, Penn State Pick'em, that's the one we're going with, the Penn State Parlay, Penn State Sharps, or Happy Valley Value.
1: That I don't sounds. like Penn
0: State Sharps, I'll tell you that much. Alright, fair enough. So we're gonna go with Penn State Pick'em, like I said. Should I have even read those to you? I don't know. But here we I are. I did like
1: Penn State parlay.
0: Not bad, right? Yeah, not bad. So we'll we'll see. Uh, maybe maybe that'll be like a special every other week where yeah. I give you guys an actual parlay. But um, hi, my name is Chris, and I have a problem. I am what some of you may call a degenerate gambler. Ooh. Pat, what's your thoughts on gambling? Um, I would be a degenerate gambler if I had the money to do so. Okay, fair enough. So let me back up. I am a degenerative degenerate gambler in the sense that I love gambling. I think so it I fun. think it enhances all sports by so much. Oh, but yeah, at the
1: same time my bankroll is like five dollars per game. So Oh yeah. I mean I went on a pretty heavy string of college football betting a couple of years ago. And let me tell you, as soon as I hit the negatives I haven't bet college football since because I just can't afford it. It gets scary, man, and I will tell you. College- i have betting $20 a game. That's the kind of gambler <laughs> I am.
0: College football is one of my favorite things in the world to bet because you get the most ridiculous lines in the world. You get a week one of Alabama versus University yeah, of Central. Negative next 65. University of Central next to Florida. Is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Minus
1: 65. Given and, 65. And, and they it cover. Might, it might be a good bet to take it. And they <laughs> cover.
0: Like, It's insane. So, I'm a degenerate gambler. Uh, this is the Penn State pick. I'm, I'm going to give you my best bets. So, it's funny. I'm going to tell you a quick story. The way that I got into gambling was actually on the <coughs> Penn State bet. So, this is... When did we win the Big Ten Championship? Two years ago? Two
1: years ago.
0: So, that's when I started gambling. Um, I started with an account on Bovada. If any federal, <laughs> uh, federal investigators are listening to this podcast... I'm just kidding. Of course, I didn't gamble he's offshore. But... Use like, my bookie. But I was like, it's funny. I I always I always saw people like, oh, I'm gonna bet on this long shot preseason. And I'm I, gonna tell you, I I don't
1: trust online betting. Yeah, I'd rather bet illegally through a real person than legally online. Yeah,
0: well, I'm not. I'm not I saying this is
1: legal it. by any means. So. I know, but I'm just saying, even if it was, I'd rather use a bookie just yeah. so I can say that I have a bookie.
0: Yeah, isn't that fucking cool as hell? It's great. It is. So um, I don't know if you guys heard of the Supreme Court ruled that states can no longer prevent gambling from happening they can regulate it. i almost don't like
1: i want more bookies yeah yeah it's it's my great
0: grandfather had a bookie (laughs) and i want to have a bookie too (laughs) fair enough fair enough uh and it is a weird one because it's funny when that regulation came down like everyone was like oh my god gambling's legal oh my god it's gonna be amazing it's like no it's like federal government cannot now prevent it so states can do it on their yeah on their own it's gonna take a fucking while you know new jersey they'll be up and running very soon your home state West Virginia, they'll be up and running very soon. But you've got a lot of states that will take years to get there and yeah. might not at all. But anyway, I'm getting off track. Guys, this is what happens when we drink and we podcast. Um, what was I saying? Two years ago, this is when I first got into gambling. I signed up for an account on Bovada. It's an offshore book. I put like 100 bucks, 200 bucks, something stupid. Just like, hey, let's have yeah. some fun. I bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl that year. Needless to say, did not happen. No, it, it never does. It was like a 500-to-1 bet. Too. It was stupid. So I Re- it. Rebuilding since 69. I did it. Um, I bet on the Knicks to win the NBA championship that year. Oh, that's even that worse bet. Did not happen. I bet on the Yankees to win the World Series that year. I was one year too early. Because yeah, the next year, we got to the ALC champions. At least at least You're I was one year close. too early for it to be exciting. Exactly. Not that I would have won, but at least it would have been Yeah, you would exciting. have had something. Um, but that year, I did bet on Penn State. So, I had bet... um. I bet on them to win the Big Ten East. I think it was ten bucks. I bet, and they were like a some stupid twenty-five to one odds or something. And it was that year that like something stupid happened. I think it was like uh, was that the year that Ohio State beat that Michigan? That, we, that was the year that we beat Ohio State, right? But 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 still, we needed some luck. It was like Ohio something State yes. beat Michigan. Uh, JT Barrett like was w- he was over the line, but everyone thought he wasn't over the line. I, it's something, something ridiculous. Like Somehow we ended up winning the Big Ten East, and I won like two hundred fifty bucks. All that I was like, wow. Gambling's amazing. Michigan lost to
1: someone weird that year, didn't they? I think so. Because that was so. the year we got murdered by Michigan, didn't Yes. We? Yeah, yeah, But somehow we They lost to the- Iowa, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And fact checkers, please tell us
0: because we're probably wrong. But anyway, um, so I won like 250 bucks. It was great. I was like, oh, this is so fucking cool. So I bet 10 bucks on them to win the Big Ten East. And then I had bet 25 bucks on them to win the Big Ten. And I don't know if you remember, but we went to the Big Ten Championship that year. We went to Wisconsin, or we went to, I'm sorry, we went to Indianapolis, and we beat Wisconsin on a last second stop by your guy, Marcus Allen, and Grant Haley. And that twenty-five dollars won me eight hundred bucks. And I was and like, if you're a big time gambler, this is nothing. Like this is not that cool. But it's just it's the if you're rush. You're a schmuck like us. It's the fucking rush that like you can bet a hundred games at ten bucks a piece. If you win one of them that wins you like a thousand bucks, you're hey, like Do you, fuck you know
1: it. what i do for eight hundred
0: dollars? I don't want to hear it. I don't know if I, I don't know if our listeners want to hear it, but trust me, I know what your mind's going for. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. It's like that was so fucking exciting for me. So I was like, hey, this is this is cool. And like, I got into gambling, yeah. and now I'm at the point where like I, I genuinely like gambling. I'm not I'm not gonna go crazy because, like you said, I don't have the bankroll for that. Yes. But it makes it fun. So last year, uh, me and a couple guys went in. We went for Saquon for Heisman. We caught it at twelve to one preseason. We all we all bet. Uh, did you hear that voice crack? By the way, that was like I was going through puberty. That was nice. I, was,
1: I wasn't going to bring it up.
0: Uh, hey, if you didn't, somebody would. Um, yeah. So we we went we went in, and uh, my book has Some a maximum, maximum listeners. Hey, listeners, we love you guys. My Some book has a maximum Josh. of like two fifty per bet, or or for that type of bet. So yeah. it was me and three guys, or me and two guys. We split it. It was like eighty bucks a piece to win however much, and we were so excited because mid season. Saquon was, was the good. Heisman favorite, good. right? And that's the scary part about season long bets. So, needless to say, we lost Baker Mayfield. I hated Son you, hated you for a while, and then I really liked you because I thought you were going to be in the Jets, and then I'm back to like, hey, you're yeah, all right. I don't care about you. So, let's get into this year's. What What are your
1: best bets for Penn State value? So here's okay. here's what I'm going to go on. So I I see your first one. God, take it away. It's it's Trace for the Heisman, eighteen to one. So here's the thing. Do I think Trace McSorley is going to win the Heisman? No, I don't. Of course. Um, Not because he's not good enough, but because I think Penn State runs a way too balanced offense for a player to win the Heisman. Um, It's just one of those things. You have to have a really overwhelmingly great season to win the Heisman. I, I think our running game is going to be too good for our quarterback to win the Heisman. However... Quarterbacks typically win the Heisman. And he is one of the most productive quarterbacks out there. Yeah. And if you're a fucking loser like me and you lay down fifty bucks on this bet, you make nine hundred. It's pretty impressive. So Nine hundred dollars. Let me tell you, I'd smack my own grandmother for that kind of money. It's true. Um grandma,
0: I love you, but goddamn. Uh no, she'd, I, she'd understand. Yeah, she would. She would. And and would probably with you. be mad at me
1: if I didn't smack her.
0: And I'm with you. And th- this is this is the pure bliss of gambling like here's the thing guys don't become a degenerate gambler don't bet on every single game don't fall into that trap but listen have some fucking fun with it mm-hmm. and i guarantee you every week you'll be rooting for something it's so much fun so trace it 18 to 1 me and those two guys Worth shout out that shout out to Luis and joe mm-hmm. we are in on it joe Budka, you know him you know him <laughs> me Luis, joe budka sorry if you using your government name we are in at 250 dollars <laughs> So that's the max we can bet.
1: I think I think that's Times a 18. worth making that bet.
0: If if we win, we will split between the three of us forty five hundred dollars. That is a if if you break it down, we're gonna do the math, two fifty divided by three is eighty-three bucks, right? So we each spent eighty-three bucks to win fifteen hundred. Pretty damn good. Now, like you said, it's a month's rent. like you said, it's a month's rent. We'll baby. trace and it's a long ass bet. It's a season long bet. Like I, I've gotten you entertained point, all the time. I've first. gotten to a point where I hate season long bets because it takes so long. I, I literally would rather bet on one inning of baseball than an entire game of anything else. I, I truly do that at this point. I, wow. I bet
1: you are a degenerate.
0: I am. I bet. I bet. Will there be a run scored in like the fourth inning of a Padres versus the Pittsburgh Pirates game? Talk and, about that!
1: I couldn't think of a less reliable bet than inning by inning
0: baseball. Betting. It is so much fun too. But anyway, getting back, you get to trace. Like you said, quarterbacks typically win the Heisman, right? We we were so high on Saquon last year, and it just didn't happen because he had two bad games. He had two bad games, and bad is relative. And you and I will go to bat and defend that. He but had anyway, two
1: statistically bad games,
0: two statistically bad games, and, and the kid Baker. hasn't played a bad game in his life. And it was Baker's surrender. So what i what I take from this bet, and for my degenerates out there, the Penn State pick'ems, um, you get a guy who is the quarterback of arguably a top five offense in the entire country, he's
1: going to be a contender. Yeah. The only other thing working against him is going to be that the Big Ten is stout defensively. Yes, I I agree. There's there's bound to be a down game somewhere. Of course. Where he throws like three or four interceptions. Of course. It's just bound. I wouldn't say it's bound to happen that he throws three or four interceptions in a game, but there's going to be a bad game.
0: You got a couple of those dinks and dunks that go off somebody's hands, of course. Yeah. Um, I think Baker had
1: one or two of those last year. So, so my yeah, my, my also point played is, against big t- twelve defenses. Yeah, yeah. Who you know you could put up eight thousand yards a game on. Here's my point. My, my mom and I could play fucking <laughs> defense in the Big Twelve. Here's my point. Here's my
0: point. Is if you are a gambler, and of course I'm biased. My it's funny. Some of my gambling friends, and that's that's when you know you have a problem when you say my gambling friends. Gambling friends. Some <laughs> of my gambling friends were giving me shit when I placed that bet, cause they were like, Oh, you're just betting the Penn state guy every year. I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. That's what, that's sure, what's well, fun uh, about it. Obviously. Right. But seriously, if you're a Penn state fan and you want to root for trace to be that guy, like that's a fun bet at 18 to one.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: Some books have them as high as 10 to one. So if you can get in now, uh, next let's go season long. That's Dad. not a good bet, ten to one. No, I honestly at ten to one, I don't know if I, I would wouldn't do it. take it ten to one. Listen, we had a chance to get Saquon at eighteen to one last year. We waited too long, and that's why we got him. I and mean, either to 1. way, you would have lost, so it doesn't matter. Of course, but still, for, if we're talking value, and yeah, guys, of course. Yes. When we get to the season, I am going to give you week by week value picks. Not only Penn State, but I'm going to give you all around the Big Ten, maybe even all around the NCAA. We'll see how big this audience grows, but you got to go for value and trace it 18 to one is value. Even if he loses that's value moving on. Agreed. Moving on. If we're talking about value, how much have you and I said Penn state needs to win a national championship in the next year to three years? I don't know that we've ever actually said it. Okay. I just said it, but we've all been thinking it. Right, right. We're, we're at that point now. (laughs) We've we've talked about recruiting. We've talked about on field success. we've, We've talked about a lot of different things. And we're—I we're, feel like we're in that window, right? Like, yeah. maybe not win, but I think we need to be in the playoff this year. Honestly, I, I think. What are the
1: odds in us making the playoff? That's the next question.
0: I don't know if I have that, but I, I, really I totally jumped the gun on that. No, but I, but I like it because that's a great bet, and if there's odds, I will bet it. Um, but, but I do think those it's, have to be short odds, though. That's the thing. uh it—it'd be better than you'd expect. It'd probably be a five to one, six to one, which is is not terrible because, like, for given the bet, yeah. yeah. Because it, be, it would be similar to like winning the Big Ten. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Fair. And at,
0: at this point, we're probably a second or third favorite behind Ohio State and Michigan. Um, and that's, that's just the way it is.
1: Change. But anyway, if you go national how championship. You, by the way, how gosh. nice must it be to just continuously finish third place and then just still get, get considered for being the best team in the conference? Jim Harbaugh.
0: Uh, one of my favorite memes on the internet. is the, the white privilege of college one football of my Mich-
1: <laughs> Michigan and Notre Dame. <laughs> in, in case any of you white people out there are like, oh, white privilege doesn't exist. It's exactly like Big Michigan or Notre Dame. There's not a better in way to say three There's not odds. a better way to say it. one
0: of my <laughs> favorite memes out there is it's like, oh, Jim Harbaugh is taking his team to Rome mm. this year. Jim Harbaugh is taking his team to wherever this year, and he goes, "Hey, when are you taking him to uh, the the Big Ten championship?" Yeah. and that's funny. I, my delivery was so bad there, but it's honest, <laughs> he's taking him. It's third place in the Big Ten East, and that's it. and moving on. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, national championship odds. So like we said, it is our time. We need to win a national championship. Penn State is 20 to 1 to win the national championship per Bovada. Would you take that bet? Oh, 100%.
1: First it's of all, such good for value. the pure entertainment. Yeah. And, and yeah, dude, 20 to 1 is a great value. And I mean, Tua Titties looks great. Yeah. Um, he looks dynamic. We, and Alabama always looks good. But you're coming off a year where you don't even know who Ohio State's quarterback is anymore. Uh, Michigan will inevitably end up third place in Big Ten East. Yep, uh, and you gotta like Penn State's chances to sneak in there somehow. Yeah, I agree. It's great value. Some books have them
0: as high as twelve to one or ten to one. If you can find it at twenty to one, dude, throw a hundred bucks on there. Let me ask you this: Honestly, let me ask you I this. would take that
1: bet at anything ten to one
0: or above. Right. So let me ask you this: You're going to go to the bar this weekend, right? You're going to spend probably forty to fifty bucks, right? You're going to do the same thing next weekend because that's what you do. Right, 100%. so two weekends of you not spending that, or ten days of you not spending at Starbucks, hundred bucks could win you two thousand. Fucking do it. Get in the game. Call me. We'll I have all wanted together. two thousand dollars. Right. All right. So we're running kind of. We're running a little bit long. We're getting to forty five minutes on this okay. podcast. So Let's keep moving. So a couple other cool lines for the Penn State pick'em week one Appalachian State. We opened up as a twenty eight point betting favorite. Wouldn't we are it. now sitting at around twenty four.
1: Ugh. It's scary. It's scary. Right. It's, uh, it's I would take it at twenty four. I would not take it at twenty-eight. Not that we can't beat Appalachian State by twenty-eight points, but just every five, every five of every five my being tells me that we won't.
0: Yeah, it's the first <laughs> game of the season. We should win by thirty, but guess what? It's the first it's the first game of the season. This is how they get you. Um mm-hmm. we will have more on that on our pre week one podcast. And where it's we go through- just harder to run up scores than you think. Yeah, it is. But well, let's go through some other notables. Uh we are a 14 point favorite over Pitt. Love it. That's too big. All right, here, here's, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to go through all these games. You give me, like, your response in three words or less. Okay.
1: 14-point favorite over pit. Absolutely not. Way too big of a line. <laughs> Especially playing in Himes Field at night. That was like 12 words. That's whatever. like half a home game. Uh, yeah. One, no. and a, one and
0: a half point underdog to OSU. Take it. Three and a half point dog to Michigan.
1: Oh, absolutely take it. Are we home or away?
0: I think we're home. Oh, uh, take it. No, it's probably away if we're three and a half point dogs.
1: Isn't that crazy, though? We're one remember. and a half to Ohio
0: State, but we're three and a half to Michigan. It's weird. And again, this is, this is preseason opening lines. These lines will bo- change. I take both of them. I agree, and we're biased. Uh, four and a half point favorite over Wisconsin. <sighs> that's tougher.
1: That's the toughest one. Um, because that's,
0: that's big time football. That's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, punt the ball. Shout out to Big mm,
1: Cat. I actually don't take that. Yeah, it's tough. Four and a half is um, too much for me.
0: I, I've gotten to a point where I really like betting like single quarters, like first quarter Always over fun. nine and a half Always points. Fun. Great time. All right, so that is your first edition of the Penn State Pick'em. Um, like I said, I could talk about this for hours, and I probably will, but we're at 46 minutes on this podcast, so we're going to keep moving. Next segment, we are going to the recruiting roundup, another, another topic that I could talk about forever. So what I'm going to do Days. is, Pat, I'm going to ask you to start. What is your
1: overall thoughts on – Recruiting as a whole. Give me, um, give me just the overarch. I mean, it's... It, it's got to be the second most important part of college football. The only thing more important is the X's and O's. And you could make the argument that recruiting might still be more important. Yeah. Um, because people really criticize Franklin as not being a great X's and O's coach. Yet, Pat, he's continually turning in top 10 teams. What would... If, if he's not a good X's and O's coach... Based solely off his recruiting, that's huge. Yeah, I I completely
0: agree. And like I said, as much as I could talk about gambling, I could talk about recruiting for probably three hours. And and there will be an episode where I talk about nothing but recruiting. But here's what I'm gonna do: I'm gonna give you my overall thoughts. I think recruiting is the most important part of college football because you're not an NFL organization. You don't sign a guy for ten years, right? You get a kid for three to four years tops. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Every year you have to keep doing. It's exhausting as a fan. Like, so here. I'm going to give you my – put me on the clock real quick. One minute, um, and then I need to shut up because I can talk about this all right, forever. All right. Hold on. Go. All right, so college football recruiting has been dramatically changed by the evolution of social media. I think kids being on Twitter, getting the fame, getting people tweeting at them constantly saying, come to this school, come to this school, we love you, we hate you, has completely changed the game. Fifteen years ago, it used to be a kid would call his coach and be like, hey, I'm in. Cool. And that was it. You would find out about it 5, 10, 15, 20 days later. You wouldn't fucking know. Nowadays, it's a it's it's a masquerade. It's a show. It's everything. People need to make commitment videos. Uh, I'm going to call you out. I don't remember his name. The fucking kicker who committed to us with a fucking private plane and then flipped. Are you kidding me? Micah Parsons, as much as I fucking love him, his recruitment was ridiculous. He was with us. He was not with us. He came back. His recruitment video, he had an Oklahoma shirt on and then said, just kidding, Penn State. Like, that was his big reveal. If I was right. an Oklahoma fan, I'd be fucking pissed. I'm going to cut it off there. How close am I? 5708. All right, seconds. So anyway, I'm going to go into a lot more of that in future episodes, but here's what I will say. I think recruiting's incredible. I think James Franklin is one of the best, if not the best,
1: head coach recruiters in the, in the country. So I will say the little flip from what I said earlier is, I mean, I think almost everyone would agree Jim Harbaugh, better ex' nose coach than James Franklin. Yes. Doesn't James Franklin have a better record yes. than Jim Harbaugh? Yes.
0: And, and this is what college football is. Get the talent in the door and then let your team and your staff develop them. Yep. right. So so I'm going to play a little quip here. Clip. I said quip. Wow. I wasn't, so, gonna, I wasn't gonna call it out. So beer's duty to fellas. clip nice, um, so we we one of our recruits this year, Caden Wallace, he's a he's a top offensive lineman, four star guy, his dad uh tweeted this, said it was cleaning out videos and found this from July 2017. This is why Caden and others chose Penn State football. Every parent and recruit should hear this. And this is James Franklin speaking to the parents at some event. And I just I think it's awesome. And it's special to me because the
2: people here. My wife and kids are everything to me. The coaches on the staff are my family. This this is not business. This is personal to me. Your, your kids' success is personal to me. Making sure they leave here as educated men and prepared for life. And also play great football. That's why we're going to be successful here, because it's not business for us. If it was just business, if it was just winning games, I'd go coach in the NFL. We're in this. The group of men that are here with me, these coaches, and their wives, and their kids, we're in it for the right reasons. Using the game of football to make a difference in people's lives and make a difference in society. So, some of you guys have opportunities to go all over the country, and you're going to be successful wherever you go because you're special people, you're special families, and, and, you, and you appreciate education. But I'm going to tell you what: you're not going to find a place, you're not going to find a staff, you're not going to find a group of men or group of people that are going to care more about your son and his development than the way we'll do it here at Penn State. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you so much for here. Oh my
1: God! Are you kidding me? Like. Give me your instant reaction. What do you think? I want you to time me on this. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to give you one minute on the clock. Ready? Go. First of all, I'm ready to commit. Um, <laughs> next point. You cannot understand the importance of the dramatic pauses that James Franklin used in that speech. Wow. A true master of the dramatic pause. Like Calculon from Futurama. And I think the big, what he the best part of what he did there, he didn't even bring up football. He didn't say the word football until like a minute in just draw you in with everything that's important and be like, Oh, by the way, you're also playing football. Wow. Yeah. Done.
0: 31 seconds. Nice job. Um, but yeah. And uh, I, I hope that audio came through pretty good. I was playing it off my phone. It's just, you pretty hear, well. you hear s- pretty well. Yeah. It, you hear so much, <laughs> you hear so much about like the Nick Saban sitting down in your, in your living room with mom and, and Urban Meyer and this and that. Yeah. it's like James Franklin just fucking gets it. And people were screaming for his head. I he might is, have been one of them. He recruited 30 parents in that video. And that's what I'm saying. Like in this day and age in social media, I, I'm going to go off on a social media tangent eventually in one of these episodes. But in this day and age, the parents are so
1: much just as important as the kids and like like, yeah, these kids are 17, 18 years old. It's ridiculous. Like Not just this day and age in general. that You're still a fucking child.
0: Yeah. And we talked about uh, the moment when Saquon got drafted and James Franklin giving him a big old bear hug. And we said, like, yeah, it's a little bit for the cameras, but no, it's just genuine. Like that He was genuinely genuine. cares. He was he happy. He genuinely cares. And, like, that was the thing I think a lot of us sold him short on in his first season and a half is, like, this guy's cheesy. He's talking about the yeah. selling did out. You, the crowd. Did you believe like, him? And I, no I believe him
1: now. I
0: I will be the first person to say, hand up our first season of what we were like seven to nine, whatever it was. It was like, eh. Like I love nine it. Seven. Whatever. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's a like a huge difference. It's a huge difference. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying. It's like I was a little skeptical. I was like, all right, this guy's cheesy. He talks about family. He talks about selling out. Uh you remember that quote that the reporter was like, Oh, you're gonna have like 90,000 here. He's like, I'm sorry. I thought the stadium hold 107,000. And they're like, well, yeah, the average average attendance is like 98 or 101. He goes, oh, we're going to have 107,000 every game. Like, And I like, now I love it. It's now incredible, I love right? it. right? So like four years later, we're sitting here and we're like, James Franklin's the fucking man. And what has he done? He's surrounded himself with good people. And think about it. We've had a lot of people leave. We'd have Bob Shoup leave. We've had uh, Herb Hand leave. We've had uh, Joe Moorhead leave. We've Gosh, had Coach Huff leave. We've had a lot of guys leave, and that is a sign, to me, of a good program. If you guys, if you have if coaches you have leaving. Coaches, they're not leaving, like, retiring. They're leaving for, for jobs. Exactly. Not, yeah, that is a sign of a great program. You're not jumping off a sinking ship. You're going to be the fucking head coach at an SEC school. Like, yeah. you're Josh Gaddis, the best wide receiver coach in the country, if you're asking me, is now at Alabama. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Like, that's amazing. So, anyway, recruiting, I think Franklin has done a fantastic job. And that's what it's been, right? It's get kids in the door and let your team develop them. So let's talk about player-specific. Last week, I think it was a week ago at this point, we had five commits in
1: five days. Did you follow? Okay. Somewhat. Okay. And the big thing is we got another five-star recruit. And I, I one five-star recruit doesn't sound amazing when you compare it to, like, Alabama – there hasn't been a team that has been in a national championship, I think for like the past 10 years Mm -hmm. without a five-star recruit. And that just tells you about where our program is going. That four of the last five years, we've had at least a five-star recruit. Yeah. Because, and every once in a while, there are programs that get five stars and don't get there. It happens. UCLA, Florida state this year, it happens, but it just speaks to the overall direction of the program. That we are – there's a reason we're on the line for the college football playoff every year, and it's because James Franklin is getting these recruits.
0: Yeah. Huge. I completely agree. And, and here's what I'll say. So I don't want to be that that like Twitter account that, re, that tweets about everything recruiting. But, but guys, it's so exciting. Guys, we had a busy-ass weekend. So, so, he, so here's what I will promise you. I'm going to tweet when we get commits. I'm going to tweet when I think we're going to get a commit. I'm not going to tweet about someone who has us in our top seven or a top 10. Like Agreed. it's just, it's too much. And every account out there is just, it's too much. So if you're following us, I'm going to give you the good shit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you the noise. So let's go through real quick. Um, I did a quick recap video. If you saw this on Twitter, Twitter, did I just say Twitter? You wow. did hundred uh, percent. I've had a couple of beers guys. Um, Quick recap. So like Pat said, five-star Brandon Smith, linebacker. He is the number 30 overall player. Since they've started grading players, he's our number nine, right in between Miles Sanders and Ricky Slade, actually. Mm-hmm. The comeback of
1: line, linebacker U. Thank we've you for lost saying that. Our, We've lost our reputation as linebacker You for some reason, despite the fact of us churning out NFL-caliber linebackers. We've lost that reputation and I think it's coming back for this kid. Thank you so much for saying that. Because, listen,
0: last year's Micah Parson, a five-star, quote-unquote, DN, guess where he's playing? Linebacker. Linebacker. Brandon Smith, a five-star, guess where he's playing? Linebacker. You put these two kids together. It is Michael Motty Back! <laughs> so here's, can I tell you what fucking terrifies me, though? And the same thing happened with Micah Parsons is, you get this five-star crew, it's kind of like the hottest girl at the bar, is like, hey, like, what's up? How are you? And you're like, oh, shit, you're interested in me? Like, that's weird. Yeah. And then you start talking and she's like, oh, like, like I want to hang out with you. And you're like, well, fuck, that's kind of even weirder, but I love it, right? And this is what recruiting is. It's like we have a verbal commitment, but you know these kids can flip, right? Yeah. Like it's nothing until they're signed. I have a friend, shout out to Lee. I have a friend who hates when I tell him we got to commit because he goes, have they signed a paper yet? I said, no, they haven't. Whatever. But here's what I'll say. Brandon Smith, I think he is a genuine Nittany Lion. We, like, the kid is a good kid. I think kid. under the Franklin administration, we're not losing recruits very often. Not top ones. Uh, we lost Justin Fields, whatever. I'm over it. But anyway. Yeah, he's a um, like dick anyway. <laughs> Brandon Smith, top <laughs> linebacker. Love him. Same weekend, we got Devin Ford, who is a big time running back. Yep. He's currently a four star. I very, very much predict he will be a five star. Um, and again, it goes based on what service you go on. I go on 24 7. He's currently a four star, he will be a five star. Think about the running backs we've had in the last couple of years. We've Sports. had Barkley, who wasn't recruited that highly, but whatever. We had Barkley, then we
1: had Sanders. Even before him, we had Akil Lynch. I who love Akil. I un- love Akil. Un- if anyone but Saquon Barkley had showed up to campus, we would have yeah. been a really good running back. Yeah. So
0: Barkley, Sanders, Slade, Ford. It's it's just it's incredible. Um, a lot of people talking about Journey Brown. Journey, I love you too, but we're just talking about recruiting rankings. So big time from Brandon Smith. Big time from Devin Ford. After that, I don't remember the order, but we got Tyler Rudolph, a four-star DB. Those were three for three. You I know, called I it. I DBs. I called it on our Twitter. Those are the three guys I we know. needed. We got all three of them. Complete sweep. Uh, a couple surprises. We got Marquise Wilson, a four-star athlete, yep. projects as a DB. We got Jaquan Brisker. He's a top Juco transfer. So yes. Put it for what Lackawanna, Lackawanna he's be I think, a difference right? Back, yeah. Put it for what you want. He's a two-star. He's a three-star. I don't give a shit. He's a top Juco prospect. He's ready to play. Yeah, now. he's ready to go. Um, upcoming, the next one we have is Cameron Kelly. Cameron, Cameron, I don't Cameron. know. You put the apostrophe in there and hey, I'm call Ma. you Cameron. Um he's another D B ready to commit in like ten days, I think, and all crystal ball points to Penn State. We are replenishing defensive backs at an alarming rate. I, that's we're we're a factor of skill positions. You gotta love it. Yep. So our team rankings, we go up to number three in the Big Ten behind Michigan, and Ohio State. Number sixteen nationally with eight total commits, one five star, five four stars, and two three stars. This shit is. You're gonna watch that. Keep eyes it. It takes don't, don't forever.
1: Worry. It takes forever. So we're not worried. Once signing hits, we're having day hits, a good time. Once signing day hits, if we're below seven nationally,
0: I'll be. I'll be shocked. I'm with you. Last year we were top five. Um, Guys, this has been a great episode. We are coming in
1: on the one-hour mark, so we're going to end it right here. Pat, any parting thoughts? Uh, I love all 30 of you guys listening. Guys. Can't wait to see you again in X amount of weeks. We love you guys. No names. All game. We are.